0: It's time for the April podcast, but hang on. Where's the video gone? I've only got audio. What's going on here? Well, all will be revealed after the music, which is coming up about. now. Oh dear. Well, my intentions were good. I originally decided that I was going to do a video podcast last month. And I think I... Well, I didn't really think it through everybody. The main reason for there not being a video podcast is I didn't go out and buy a camera. There's that much out there these days when it comes to technology and electronics and gizmos and things. It's just mind-blowing. And I like to take my time and do a bit of research when it comes to buying new things. So the camcorder that I was looking at, uh, you know, was a decent price and it looked as though it gave decent results. But when I was having a look through a few of the reviews online, they were saying about the shortcomings. And I don't know whether I want to have a camcorder that's got a few shortcomings. I'd rather like... um, I rather like the idea of having a camera that I can use for, for anything so it probably means that I will have to buy a camcorder that's slightly more expensive than I was originally imagining with that in mind I've decided that the video podcasts are going to be delayed and hopefully I will get them up and running by maybe by the end of the summer, something like that I want to try and get them, while, get them up and running while we've, we've got some of the summer weather about but it is going to be slightly more labour intensive to make them anyway. They've got to be edited and they've got to they've got to look good. They've got to have the the sort of quality. With the audio side, it wasn't too bad because I have a, a band that I do as a hobby and and as a bit of fun as well, you know, it's quite good writing songs. It's another creative outlet. And because I have this band I've got the microphone and the mixer and the mixing software and the various different things that I need to, to make a good quality audio podcast sadly with the video of course I don't have a camcorder I could use the mobile phones but I don't think the quality is quite there with the sound yet the pictures aren't too bad but you get the slightest bit of breeze and all you get is this blowing in the microphone which is quite frankly annoying so we'll try and get the video podcasts up and going for, like I say, late summer. Right, a bit of housekeeping now. And this is really to do with me developing the Darker Skies side a bit further. I launched Darker Skies in August of last year. And originally I was going to do it on a similar sort of line to my Richard Flint Photography blog. Which is going to be a mix of my photography and other people's photography I've decided that Darker Skies is just going to be my photography, it's just going to be my blog and the main reason for this is the Richard Flint photography blog covers quite a lot of what I have to say anyway about other photographers work and things there's the photographers profile pieces about all the photographers work and things and I, I just think it's nice to have a blog that is just dedicated to my work at the moment a lot of its black and white I don't really want to go just down the black and white road I think I will uh, use it for both color and black and white and just images that I think suit the darker skies name uh, that's one changed to the darker skies blog the other thing is is i've included a new page there um, which can be found at darker-skies.com forward slash podcast and that's all to do with this podcast instead of me reading out great big long links web links um, which quite frankly you know sometimes are that long they're ridiculously uh, easy to, to get wrong I thought what I would do is any web links, podcast links, video links, anything like that that I mention in this podcast that I think you might enjoy, I will put on to the podcast area of Darker Skies. I will also develop an extension of the podcast area on the, the main Richard Flint Photography website as well. But for the moment, Any of the links that you hear about in this podcast you will be able to find in the podcast area of darker skies it's a nice way of bringing them all in so that they're interlinked i like to think that all of these little websites play a certain little role and things so that's an exciting development in uh, darker skies there are going to be a few more over the summer it's just a way of uh, developing things a bit further. All of these websites of course are work in progress aren't they so just keep on rolling them along. Photography news well there hasn't really been anything that particularly caught my imagination this month there have been one or two photography bits and pieces that sort of sprung up. The one that really fascinated me the most uh, and maybe for the wrong reasons, was the launch of the new Photoshop, Photoshop CS5. And that was released about the middle of the month. And it included a few tools that I commented on the Richard Flint Photography blog about how i was slightly worried by them. The reason why I'm slightly worried about them, or by them, is they make a lot of the... Technical, technically challenging aspects of photoshop far easier and although this saves time and makes it a lot easier for a working professional it also makes it a lot easier for the ordinary person to do work that generally would have been way out of their league this sounds a bit selfish doesn't it it's like, oh, the professional photographer whinging because people have got another choice they can do it themselves and that's the whole point really of my argument anybody can do it photography over the last certainly the last 20 years has been made far far easier we have digital cameras we have photoshop we have printers we have the capability to produce images of a quality that a few years ago would have been unthought of or you would have had to have stood it a long time to do just think of the way that you can manipulate a photo now so that say it's got a telegraph pole in it you can make it so that that telegraph pole disappears and nobody knows that it was ever there a few years ago in a dark room that would have taken a hell of a lot of skill I can tell you so really what my argument was about was are we are we dumbing down the skills that photographers have been teaching themselves for years and years and years and have got hours of skill, it's a bit like um, being able to record a song without the skill of a recording engineer. Now I don't think that's quite happened yet, but in theory if you had a machine you know, that could, you just sang into the microphone and it did everything for you and you didn't need the recording engineer anymore to do it, uh, to make sure the levels were right and the voice was perfect and this and that it's a similar sort of aspect, you're you're taking the, the technical side out of the equation Photoshop CS5 seems that easy that even my mum could use it and my mum is certainly not computer literate in you know many ways she can use an iPhone, I'll give her that but it's that simple to remove a, uh, a road. Uh, there are a number of links uh, showing what Photoshop can do, and the one thing I just thought of was removing a road from a from a, a, a scene from a landscape was very technically difficult. Now it's a couple of clicks, and it looks very convincing. The, also, the other thing is is because you can do this, it may because course it's less technically challenging it's more open for abuse from various different areas which is probably another aspect of photography that people don't really think about this year a world press photo winner was disqualified I don't think he actually won the the the, uh, section he was in but I think he came about second or third and he was disqualified because he'd uh, removed part of a a foot from the image and of course this is just a small manipulation but because large manipulations are going to be so much easier to do they're going to be far more prevalent and the thing is that they're done to such a high standard these days that it's going to be difficult to detect digital photography has a lot of good things about it but there there are a few aspects of it that uh, mean that you can cheat quite easily and although I use Photoshop in a way like it's a darkroom a lot of people like to manipulate photos far far more than I do and the easier you make it the more they're gonna use it probably Anyway, that's me just being a bit downcast about Photoshop. I love it, folks. I really do. But there's just one or two aspects. The easier you make things, the more open they are for people to abuse them in some cases. The other thing I've been doing this month is being... uh, I've been concentrating really on what I'm going to be doing for my Solo Photo Book Month project. Solo Photo Book Month. I've got to make sure I get that in the right order because sometimes I slip up is an online project where you have 31 days to shoot more than 35 photos edit them and then produce a PDF book file so really you're creating an electronic photography book it's great fun I did it last year I photographed uh, the city of York from uh, its medieval walls It was great fun, I learned a lot, uh, especially about how a photography book is made. And you get a great sense of achievement when you've finished the final item and you're looking at it. It's available to download from my website last year's uh, book. I'm intending to do another one this year. And I think I'm going to be doing it about making movies. That's going to be the title, and of course it's going to be set around photographing Christian movie behind the scenes doing some portraits doing some landscapes doing some documentary stuff setting lights and things and the people involved it's going to be a nice way of capturing everybody who's involved with making Christian it's probably going to be available from the Christian website as well so it's got a dual purpose but I'm going to be shooting it on an iPhone and I'm probably going to be shooting it in a Polaroid style using the Shake It photo iPhone app which the New York Times photographer Todd Heisler used to photograph Moscow and then there's another photographer whose name I can't remember who photographed the US Marines in Afghanistan using the same photo app and the, the results were fantastic they were brilliant images very personal looking and that's the sort of thing that I want to try and do with with this solo photo book month project for this year Uh, and then next year I might think about doing something on film but film will be a lot more labour intensive for creating a book because of course you've got the hassles of scanning and processing the film of course so if you are interested in taking part in the project like I say, all of the details can be found on the Solo Photo Book Month project website, which is at sofobomo.org s-o-f-o-b-o-m-o .org and of course all of those links can be found on the Darker Skies podcast area, which can be found at darker-skies.com forward slash podcast And I'll include the Todd Heisler Moscow iPhone link and the link to the photos of the US Marines taken using the iPhone app by that photographer whose name I can't remember. But it's on my blog anyway, you'll be able to find it there. But the link will be included on the Dark Sky site. That's it for this month. I hope you've enjoyed listening. So until next month, bye bye. For more information and to download the Richard Flint Photography Podcast, go to richardflintphoto.com forward slash html forward slash podcasts.